Kamal come this weekend to see a certain team fall. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a super duper wild card weekend, and this is a super duper ration, a super wild morning. What's a wild morning to you? A wild morning to me is no waffles. Because who doesn't like waffles? What type of weird shit is that? Anyway, today is January 14th. We are back from... I don't know where we've been. We just here. All I know is... Let's get down to these games. Let's just talk about it. Let's get right into it. How you been? I've been good. Hope you've been good. Your team's been winning. My team's been winning. I don't know about your team. My team's been winning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, let's just talk about what you probably came here for. You probably want a preview of this excellent weekend. So, if you're somehow not aware, I'm going to make you aware right now. <clears throat> Tomorrow we have, Saturday tomorrow, we have the Raiders and the Bengals with my boy, Joe Burrow, my boy. You know, here at the Rational Morning Podcast, we we are Joe Burrow supporters over here. Let's go. Big Joey B, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, what you want. Excuse my sniffling. It is, I have allergies and I just, I have specific things I have to take for it. Don't worry. Like, because like my favorite quarterback, I may be nice. So, hey, we're good. Anyway, like I was talking about before, this is a game between the Raiders and the Bengals. The Raiders got through a crazy game on Sunday. Got through a crazy game, went to overtime in a game that had so much riding on so, because, you know, thanks to a controversial timeout, the Raiders were able to get a big run to then kick the field goal later on and win. So, the Raiders and the Steelers have taken the playoff spots. You know who's out? The Chargers. Very disappointing. I know we all wanted to see Herbo, Justin Herbert in the playoffs. You already, I don't think there's a, a big mystery here. You know I got the, the Bengals. Big Joe Burrow. Joey B. He going to do it again. He shows up in big moments. Bengals by four. I said what I said. Damn it. Bengals by four. Tomorrow we got the Patriots and the Bills. A division game. This has been a split game. This is a split 1-1 game. So it's very interesting. And it's going to be cold and at night. AFC East, very cold night game. This is going to be crazy. But not literally, because the game might actually be very boring in actuality. Because it's Mac Jones and Belichick. Bills by two. Bills by two. I still don't trust them, but the Patriots aren't. Maybe they're not there yet with Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese got to show me a little more. Now let's talk about the real game tomorrow. The, I don't care that they lost their last game. This is still one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And they're going to take on a, a good quarterback. But the great Jalen Hurts is going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know what you're thinking. It's Brady. There ain't no way on this earth in Davy Jones' locker that Philly's going to be Tampa Bay. But I'm here to tell you, they're going to be Tampa Bay. And 
am I totally just talking? No, of course not. Anyway, the Eagles are going to win. They're going to pound the rock because through the second half of the season, they figured they figured out what running the ball was. And, and, and now they have the leading Russian attack in the NFL, almost an AFL. I don't know why I just said that. And that is the NFL Wild Card Sunday, a one, a 1 o'clock game. That's the Eagles and the Buccaneers. I got the Eagles with the upset. And then we have the true game of the week. Shockingly, not with the Packers in it. No Packers in sight. But this is the wild card game for January 16th at 4.30, right in prime time. I kind of like the prime time. I don't like the night games. It's kind of, uh, they, they, they stagger too much. They drive too late tonight. Like, bruh, I'm trying to go to sleep. Sorry. Unless it's my team, I don't care. 49ers and the Cowboys now. If you've listened to any Rational Morning Podcast, you know that Rashadamus has made his appearance and predicted that Mike McCarthy is going to sell the Cowboys when they need him most. And tomorrow is going to be our I mean, Sunday, excuse me, not tomorrow. Sunday is going to be our first example of that. I can't wait for y'all to see Mike McCarthy. Because I know about him. I can't, I can't wait for y'all to see Mike McCarthy. But let's get to the point of what we're talking about. 49ers, Jimmy G, the... Uh, a more... You know what? We're here for hot takes. He, is he a more handsome Carson Woods? Because they both kind of they kind of play good, kind of play bad. They throw picks. Jimmy G's more careful, but that doesn't really say much because he still gets hurt. Even with that being said, do you really trust the Cowboys? Because while off rip, I'm going to tell you this, I don't trust the running attack. Because I feel like the second it gets tough for the running game... They go bombs away with Cooper, CD, and Wilson, and am I missing somebody? Amari Cooper, and all that good stuff. Their defense is good, but they play good on they they really show they really show themselves against bad teams. Look, you know, I'm looking at these two logos, the 49ers and the Cowboys, and I'm wondering why. What is so interesting about these two logos put together? This is something of a historic game. Rivalry, you might say. There's been historic Cowboy teams. There's been historic 49er teams that have been very good. So it's kind of nice to see a playoff game between them, I suppose. But it's going to be even better to see the Cowboys lose. All the money Jerry Jones put in, all the stuff he did. There's a dog outside my window, why? But anyway, it's going to be great to see Jerry Jones suffer once again. Because he will not get a Super Bowl until next game. Okay. NFL wildcard, the last game. Oh, it's not even the last game. These games, there's a... There, oh, yeah, there's one more game because there's 17 games and one more wild card. 
Anyway, the other AFC team in the wild card, the Steelers, go to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs at 8.15 on Sunday. Uh, you want me to give you a theory on the Steelers? I, I, I don't really got one, Chief. You got to well, play keep away. TJ Watt is going to have to play top level as he has been. And they got to put their hope in big men one last time. Maybe they'll win, but probably not. I'll take the Chiefs. Eh, you're, you're good in seven. A seven-point spread is something nice. I don't know what the spread is, but I like seven. Y'all like seven? I like seven. In the last game of the wild card, we had the Cardinals and the Rams. This is a division game. Both these teams have not been playing so hot. Colin Murray don't got D-hop. The Rams just haven't been playing that well. They've been playing good. Not great. I wouldn't consider them the hottest team in the NFL. Cardinals Rams. I feel like this could really go either way. But what is at stake? Let's talk about that more. For the Rams, I mean, you know what it is. It's Super Bowl or bust. You did. You pushed all these chips to the table to get Stafford. I know about Stafford because he played in Detroit all those years. And I'm a Packers fan. So, I'm not going to spoil the surprise. But, just watch the game one day. Can the Cardinals take advantage if the Rams are struggling I don't know I don't like this game betting I'm going to be real with you as a betting man which I'm not I don't like this game it's too too iffy I'm going to take the Rams by three nothing more nothing less and now for the real game the Packers versus oh wait they don't play anybody I like that a shame But I do play games. I beat my games, and I have a recent game that I finished. So I finished. Oh, it's right here. I finished the game Deathloop. Deathloop is a very interesting game. It is a game between. It has two assassins on an island. That's what it says. There's no spoilers. And you gotta break the loop. Just gotta break the loop. That's it. You know. <coughs> That's all it is. This, I, I, I think it's awesome. The gameplay is essentially the ghost, a ghost of Dishonored. I don't really know how else to really, to really put that. You know, you got your powers. You can, you know, shift a little bit. But there's much more gunplay to it than a usual Dishonored game. And the whole idea is for you to go through a loop. And the first few times you play through the loop, you're going to be like, uh, alright. It's a little overwhelming at first, but I think this game is, has, has brilliance in it. You go on an island, there's eight, there's, there's eight targets for you to kill, basically. And every time you go in a certain part within one day, you kill that target. Cool. But you don't break the loop. 
so you don't break the loop. But as the game plays and unravels, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do this in a way I don't spoil. I'm not going to spoil anything. But you go through the loop and the story itself unravels. You have to explore. There are things about, there are certain places you go that coincide with the targets that you're trying to kill. You try to find out more about them to try and kill them in a certain way. Let's say one passes by a lake and you just knock them in a lake and they can't swim. It's literally silly stuff like that. So, as Colt, the main character, your job is to break this loop, obviously. And then there's another assassin called Juliana. And Juliana essentially comes after you. And this dynamic is so interesting because I've never really... Not that I remember. Played a game, you know, played within its story, but someone was chasing you. The only time I've ever... Well, I, I, I Demon Souls is my first Souls game, but I never had, I don't think I had the online on. So no, no one ever invaded my game. The worst I've ever had were those, were those red ghost enemies. But that, that's, we're getting off topic. It's about Death Loop. But I never, I've never had a game where someone, or even just an AI character, just specifically put there to stop me. And now I have to suddenly change my strategy. I could literally be right near the Eternalist that I know. What do they call the Visionaries? I could be right near the Visionary, have to kill, and then all of a sudden, Juliana's coming after you. The amount of anxiety that comes with that is not cool. So this character, so this AI assassin or real player comes after you with an array of weapons and will try and come after you and essentially bust your head up to open to the white meat and you gotta defend yourself so I think I'm gonna upload some clips of just someone of just a Juliana running up on me but I should get to the real point of this game so I think the story is I think the story is eight. It runs the risk of confusing people because it's a loop. And I understand that I'm not everybody, so you know, you gotta make things more digestible. Not because people are stupid, I'm not saying that, but you just gotta make things more approachable. Not everyone is gonna get the Hideo Kojima style, which I, I think bro, I couldn't tell you what the hell. Metal Gear Solid is about or Death Stranding. I think that game looks fucking trash. I've never played it. And I wouldn't play it. Anyway. It's so it's not what I'm saying, it's not like it's not fake deep. It's just like it's a loop paradox and it takes you a while to figure out the loop paradox. Well let me just get to the point. This game is freaking fun. You go around, you shoot shit up, or you could just play stealthy and me personally, I miss stealthy games you just bust people's heads open and the more you play you just see things around the environment maybe instead of shooting them in the head you just kick them off the cliff things like that and the last thing I'll say about Deathloop the voice acting was phenomenal I mean phenomenal like it was just a really funny cool dynamic with these two assassins essentially just talking trash to each other as one figured out the loop 
let me alright my favorite part of their voice acting dynamic was when you were really close to figuring out how to break the loop and you in her dialogue like just her body language her what is the word her just the way she was talking like she was nervous like she was becoming really defensive like the voice act excellent but all in all Deathloop Deathloop's hot for 20 or 30 bucks I think people should play it I hope people play it and I think it's one of those games people will either love it or hate it because it's just like bro I don't get it it is and that's fine. But at Ration of Morning, I think Death Loop is fire. Next game on my list. Uh, the PS Plus free game of the month was Persona 5 Striker. It is at 60 frames on PS5, so I had to, you know, I had to do my due diligence, you know. I had to just see what's up. But uh, no, it, it, it's, I played Persona 5. I beat it. I beat Persona 5, so it's, you know, it's Persona 5, but just action, not turn-based, basically. And it's cool, I'm gonna be real, I didn't like it at first, I was literally about to turn the game off, because I was like, bro, I'm not, I want the turn-based, I don't even like this. And the, and the dialogue, you know, with the RPG, was hella dialogue, but just get through it. It's, it's, it's kind of cool, you can still use other characters, you can still use their personas, like... So it's a, it's what I'm trying to figure out how the dynamic works when you go from turn based to action and still have a four person party and their personas. So it's a little crazy, but I think that game might be underrated and I just don't know yet. So I'm playing Persona Five Strikers now and I'm probably gonna play Kane of Bridge of Spirits. Cause I haven't played that yet. We gotta play these quality exclusives. Not that I don't play Indies. Indies are dope. It's just... I mean, come on. It's, it's not Xbox Game Pass. Let's just be real here. Let's, I like quality. And I I think Deathloop is quality. That's just my opinion. I think, I think this game is really, really dope. It is what it is. What do you want? This rational morning, we don't give a bleep about opinions. That was a shitty bleep. You know what? I wish I could do the dolphin noise when I curse. That would be a fight. That's a that's a fire one. But uh, yeah, Deathloop is dope. If you want to just bust people's heads wide open, it's a great game for it. And I think that wraps up an episode of Rash in the Morning. If you have found this helpful or felt like this dragged out way too fucking long, you can drop a like either way. Or if you want something more concise, something more thought out. I do write books. You can check out the books. They are full stories. All but also action packed. Nothing nothing short. Have a good time in those books you can be found on Amazon, Stormcry, Reign of the Fallen Dead, Lost Winds, and we got something coming soon. Project Wink. Project Wink is coming soon, so find your way to it. There's a rash in the morning, approaching the afternoon, because we dragged this shit out too long, and yeah. If you get cut and go to the nurse, then you're not like me.
ladies and gentlemen, it is a monumental, beautiful day. Ladies and gentlemen, it is January 17th. It is a Monday. We are we are upon the wake of Super Duper Wildcard Weekend. A lot of interesting things happen, and you know, sometimes I I'm gonna be very with you. This this is my victory lap right now. I I am enjoying my victory lap right now. I know what you're thinking. The Packers didn't play this week. What are you victorious about? Oh, it's a victorious day, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because the Dallas Cowboys really stayed in character. I don't really know. It's not like I'm so like. Are you really surprised? They they really. This is literally the most on-brand thing the Cowboys could have done. So. With that being said, I'm going to just get right into it. So you know what this is about. You know we talk about sports and Rash gives his tinfoil hat takes. Tin man, tin man, Tim's tinfoil hat takes. The Cowboys totally blew it. There's no if, Angel, but there's no other way to put it. The Cowboys absolutely blew it. But let, let, let's bask in the glory of their failure. So let's start. Uh, Dak Prescott, 254 yards, 23 for 43. It's about under 50%. Not good. Not a good completion percentage. Just not a good, not a good game from Dak. One touchdown, one interception. Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries, 31 yards, 2.6 yards a carry. Tony Pollard, four rushes for 14 yards. I know I know what you're probably thinking, like, okay, I, I saw the game, Rash. Why are you reading me the running back stats? Well, this is the... Okay, well, let's go exhibit A, why the Cowboys lost. Ezekiel Elliott had 12 carries and averaged 2.6 yards a carry. What have I always said about Dallas? When the going gets tough, they suddenly don't want to run the ball anymore. So basically saying, if they can't get the ball running effectively, which is going to be hard against a good team, they just become one, one facet, one, what's the word I'm looking for? They become elemental to only one thing. That is not the right word, but we're just going to go with it. Fuck it. They're elemental. So they got thunder and lightning, and now they got just water. Now they're a water type. This shit is a total disaster. This shit is a disaster. I don't know how else to put it. So problem number one, the Cowboys did not run the ball as I predicted they wouldn't. They didn't run the ball. They become one-dimensional. And now they're just average. Problem number two, penalties. The Dallas Cowboys had 14 penalties for 89 yards as opposed to San Francisco's nine penalties for 58 yards. You had, let's just just take this into perspective. A team had 14 penalties. 14. Who are penalties a direct indictment on? The head coach. Uh, Time of possession, 33-57 for San Francisco, 26-03 for Dallas. So it's it's essentially a seven minute. They beat them by seven minutes in time of possession. 
Now, okay, to be fair to the Cowboys, this was a tale of two halves kind of thing because in the second half, the Cowboys, they, they kind of woke up. Like, okay, we, we're kind of here, but not really. Like, we're kind of here to play. This game was absolutely pitiful. Uh, it, I, you know, I enjoy their failure as much as the next guy, but this is almost... This is almost sad, bro. They keep going out like this. Jimmy G actually threw more than 10 passes. Go, well, would you look at that? 16 for 25, 172, and one interception. Oh, that's why the Cowboys got back into it, because he threw a pick. Shocker. I would never expect that. San Francisco, San Francisco was success, successful in running the ball with 160, what, nine yards rushing? Man, this is an absolute disaster, and I love it. Oh, let's let's talk about another reason why the Cowboys lost. Sacks allowed five. All in all, misery loves company, and along with Philly, Dallas is now going home. In conclusion. I really don't have nothing to say. This is simply Mike McCarthy. What have I told y'all all year? Mike McCarthy is going to show his rank in the playoffs. Y'all got me looking like Nostradamus today. This, 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 this is crazy. Anyway, um, 49ers now play the Green Bay Packers next week. As a Green Bay Packers fan, I'm not going to sit around and beat around the bush with you. I'm going to just be real. This is not my favorite matchup San Francisco is a very good team and a not too hot of a matchup against the Packers let's just call it what it is not the most great matchup for the Packers but even that being said I still think the Packers are going to win pack by four still 49ers disaster speaking of disasters let's move on so there was a hope that the Steelers would somehow be the Chiefs, even though they had no hope, quoted by their own quarterback, and no hope to win this game. And it got ugly kind of fast. Final score was 42-21. Kansas City, they, they got Pittsburgh the hell up out of here. Scoring 21 in the second quarter, 14 in the third. They went on a nice scoring tirade. A rare fumble by Nigel Harris. I was surprised by that. A rare fumble by Nigel Harris really put the Steelers behind the eight ball in the game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had, he was 30 for 39, 404 yards and five touchdowns. Jeez. Jeez is all I have to say. He's essentially 30 for 40. That's pretty much 75% completion percentage. 400 yards, five touchdowns, one pick. What more could you ask of this man? So, Patrick Mahomes played absolutely lights out. Can't really say much about it. And then Travis Kelsey even had a passing touchdown. But who wants to hear about the Chiefs, man? Who asked them, man? Who cares? Oh, that's so good. Look at us. We're the Chiefs. Okay, cool. They won their game. It's all good and gravy. I want to see what they play next for a real matchup. Chiefs. Chiefs look as strong as ever. Can't really say nothing bad about them. Eagles, Buccaneers, 
Now, I had all the hopes in the world as much as the next guy that the Eagles would somehow just, just, just make this game competitive. Just, just keep it interesting. Re really couldn't even get that. This game was essentially like 27 and nothing for the majority of the game. Um, this game was just up with Jalen Hurts. And multiple throws that weren't so good. Multiple throws that weren't so good. And the Eagles had a lot of small mistakes. You know, whether it was defense, special teams. It just really set them back. And against Tom Brady, you just can't do that. Tom Brady, uh, who cares? It's Tom Brady. Uh, it's Tom Brady. This is not a pro-Tom Brady podcast. We're moving on, dang it. New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. The Bills straight up slobber knockered them. Uh, the Patriots went outside, man. Mac and cheese is mac and whack. Josh Allen had 300 yards, five touchdowns. Did, did 21 for 25 completion attempt, slash attempts. So, did, for me, this is one of the big things for me because Josh Allen, high efficiency and five touchdowns. Only 300 yards, but five touchdowns. This was the type of game I needed to see from the Bills. Gonna be real, I, I was a little skeptical of them. They were playing a little scary, essentially the majority of the season. So I think this is a big win for them. This is the type of win they needed. Uh, the problem with them is that they don't run the ball like they don't run too successfully. But today, Devin Singletary had two touchdowns on 81 yards. Josh Allen had 66 yards on six carries. So when your running back can average, I mean, when your quarterback can average 11 yards per carry, that's just crazy. So I think this was a big win for the Bills. I think they reestablished themselves as like the big, a big hitter team. So I'm very, very curious to see who they play next and what the Bills are going to do in the playoffs. Maybe they might return to that to that Super Bowl. I thought they could get to it at the beginning of the season. Maybe shout out, shout out Griselda, big Buffalo shit. And the first game, the last game we'll be covering, but the first game is the Raiders and the Bengals. My boy, my boy Joey, Joey B, that boy Joe Burrow, that boy Joey B. Now, in fairness, the Raiders did keep this game very close, and it came down to one final drive from the Raiders, but they were unsuccessful. But I just wanted to be noted, Derek Carr had them in the game essentially till the very end. Joe Burrow was 24 for 34, 244 touchdowns, and I said that way wrong. 244 yards and two touchdowns. So Joe Burrow had his typical, had a typical good game. The Raiders, I mean, the Bengals will be moving on to play. I don't know. I don't. I don't have the seeds in front of me. So let's talk about a team that's no longer in the playoffs. The Oakland Raiders. Oh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Where do you go from here? You have Rich Bisaccia as your interim head coach, and you have Derek Carr, who's not on a long contract. Got a couple things you got to do. You still, you you had the surplus of draft picks from the Kolomak trade. Eh, those draft picks, uh, look, the Bears won that trade. How about, let's just keep it like that. But you're the Raiders. I think you have to. You have to keep Derek Carr long term. You have to. Rich Bisaccia, 
that's a little different. You can you can you can see what's up with the coaching situation. So the Raiders come up short in the playoffs in Derek Carr's first game. And we'll have to find out more later. Now let's do a quick preview. Preview preview. Next week we have the divisional round of games. Oh no. So let's just get right to it. The divisional round will be at 8.15 on Saturday. That is trash. Because I like to go to sleep at around 10 or 11. So I don't want to watch this game all night. Like I said, Packers by four. It's going to be a very tough game. I don't see this being easy at all. The 49ers are tough, man. And the Packers broke my heart a couple times already. So... I think we're going to win, but my hopes are, are not up. I am not. I, I've been down this road before. I'll just say that. As a Packers fan, we've been down this road before. But let's be a little more positive. Anyway, moving on the division around. We have Bengals and the Titans. This will be the first game the Titans will be playing because they have our first round bye. And Derrick Henry might potentially be back. And you got the Bengals, who just won their first playoff game. They're here to play. Now, I know the Titans are probably the favorite, but F it. I'm going to take Joe Burrow again. Joe Burrow by three. Bengals by three. They will beat the Titans on Saturday. <laughs> and we have the NFL Divisional Round, the AFC Divisional Round between the Bills and the Chiefs. This is a rematch of last year's AFC Championship, I believe. The Bills coming off a big game and the Chiefs coming off a big game. This will be very interesting. I'm going to have to take the Chiefs by seven because they are simply a buzzsaw that I don't know if anyone can stop. And then we have the division around for the NFC. It will be the Buccaneers versus TBD. Who is TBD? Oh, sorry. So the team that will play the Buccaneers will be between the Cardinals and the Rams, which is tonight at 8-15. All right, last pick of the night. Cardinals, Rams. Who do you got? I got to take the Rams here. I think it's more so if the Rams don't win. This is like team crumbling worthy. Because if you don't beat the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, who doesn't have D-Hop or J.J. Watt, how do you not win? How do you not win with Matt Stafford in that great defense? I think this is huge for the Rams. I think the Rams have to win. I don't see how they don't win. Rams by six. Yeah. And so, that is all we have for today. We can we like, like to call this this some good old DLC. You ever play you ever play a game? Then you got some DLC on the side that you ain't buy that you don't want to buy, but they got the season pass and all that all that nonsense. So, so there's some good old DLC from Boy Rash in the morning. If you enjoyed this rambling mess, which I hope you did, drop a like and subscribe. And if you want something a little more written out more thought out more dedicated I'm also a writer and you can find my books on Amazon it's trash in the morning it's a beautiful week remember the Cowboys lost I want to give a big shout out to Mike McCarthy cause god damn I love being right damn it it feel good alright you know I'm done peace this is Rash in the morning